Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Um, so this is just going to be basically me sharing my story. Uh, I know a lot of y'all probably don't even know me that much. I've, I've been going here all of my life, um, except college, but uh, but I, I, I'm not the type that generally goes up to people and starts talking. I, I do love to talk. I am friendly, but I just am not super outgoing, so I may not have gotten to know some of y'all as much as I would like. So I'll share some of my story here. Um, but first, I did have uh, something in praise and worship in the Stand in Your Love song uh, jumped out to me. Also, pardon me if I start lowering the mic some because I don't ever hold a mic but I will try my best. So the, uh, the part in the bridge that says, there's power that can empty out a grave, I am a standing witness of that. So um, I want you to know that that is, that is literal. Uh, we don't get to get away with just making that metaphorical. That is literal. Um, but it is also metaphorical, and I am a metaphorical uh, witness of that because... I didn't know it for a long time, but I can look back now and, you know, I I was in a cage with a lot of things, struggled with all kinds of things that I, (laughs) I get emotional about this stuff. I mean, it's so real to me that it, it causes Emotions and emotions are good as long as they are unto the Father. Um, so, you know, I struggled with so many things that I thought were just going to be a part of my life. Uh, I thought at best uh, I would get to, you know, handling them a little better, but it was, uh, Damon's talked about it before by doing the no vow stay away from this, stay away from this, stay away from this. So you put yourself in a cage and hope that you'll just survive. So I'm going to read something here out of Ephesians 2 that is my testimony, really. And we could wrap up after this. We're not going to. Sorry, but we could. (laughs) So I am reading out of the New King James. I read Passion Translation predominantly, but I just love the wording in the New King James for this. So starting in Ephesians 2, 1. And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, hello, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. But God... who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Yeshua. That's my story. All right, see you. No, just kidding. But, uh, That one means especially a lot to me because, and I'm sure it means a lot to all of you because it's basically everyone's story, but uh, yeah, so 
Let me see. I made myself notes here because I have a tendency to rabbit trail all over the place. Carly is the big, biggest witness of that. It's amazing that I was actually a little anxious to wonder if I could talk for around an hour today because uh, Carly could attest to the fact that I, I have uh, lectured on for probably more than an hour many, many times without even really having anything to talk about. So, so we'll see. I don't know how long I'm going to go, but... <laughs> but um, so... I don't really know where to start here, but uh, I'll start uh, just some sort of background. Obviously, I did grow up in this house, um, so I've always been around kingdom principles, which is quite the blessing. Um, But at the same time, you can be around kingdom principles your entire life, and if you don't meet the presence of Yeshua, it's word on the page. So... um, and that's what it was for me uh, for a while. I used to have a problem in church all the time. This is, I, by the way, I want to clarify. When I say any of this stuff about how I was not really moved in the past, I mean this as absolutely no disrespect to Apostle. Uh, he's a great man, and I, uh, I embrace a lot more of his teachings now than I used to. I was just, I was meant to come alive in this day, not the old day. So, um, but so I used to have a problem in church where I would fall asleep every single Sunday. Um, I, all I remember mainly of old, uh, uh, old times in the church is my mom pinching me every five minutes. Uh, so it just, it wasn't real to me necessarily at that point. Um, so when I went off to college, I, 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 you know, I believed in God still, but it would just never was real to me. And in the environment I was with, uh, or I was in with the people I was around, who maybe they believed in God, maybe they didn't. Either way, it just it was not a kingdom environment like this. Um, and I'm still friends with some of those people, and I, I hope that I'm a shine a light to them. Um, I have not turned my back on anyone like that, but. But um, at the time, it wasn't really building me up. So I got to the point where I would probably classify myself as basically an agnostic. I, maybe he existed. Maybe he didn't. I just didn't care. I didn't feel him either way. So, I mean, well, good was it for me. Um, and I got into a lot of stuff, lost my way. Um, I, I slowly found myself being disinterested in school. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if I've shared some of this with my parents, so hopefully this is not shocking them. Um, but <laughs> uh, we're gonna have an interesting lunch afterwards. Um, but no, I, I got disinterested in school. Grades started slipping. Uh, I was in a relationship that it, 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 I shouldn't have been in. Um, it was a bad idea for both of us to get into the relationship. Um, Struggled with temptations that I, again, were some of those things that I was saying I had thought at best I would just learn to cope with them. Um, and then uh, I didn't notice it at the time, but looking back now, I can see Holy Spirit. He, first, he was there the whole time. I mean, he, the Song of Solomon talks about him as the lover who peers through the lattice. And he was always following me. I didn't know it, but he was. Um, and towards the end, I can now look back. Uh, so towards the end of college, things started shaping up a little bit. I finally got my act together a little bit, started, you know, going to class. Um, 
the simple things. Um, and, uh, and so I, at the time, thought that I was going to stay in Orlando for pretty much forever. I still love Disney. Um, that did not go away. But at the time, I had basically turned that love into this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, so, so I basically, <laughs> I worship Mickey Mouse. Um, <laughs> oh, well. Um, and so, uh, since that became, it was becoming too much of a thing for me. Um, and I don't think I've ever thought about it this way, but I'm thinking about it now currently as I speak. Um, I got into, uh, um, a, a little bit of trouble, um, at work, not anything bad, but it just, it got to the point where it looked like I was not going to be going anywhere in the company, which had been my dream, um, up until that point. Um, so, uh, I got to the point where I wasn't really making any money after graduated school, couldn't see myself moving up, uh, in the company and it just wasn't working out. So there was a splitting of ways. Um, and it broke my heart uh, at the time because that was basically what I had built up as the dream that I was going to work for Disney my entire life. Um, and so when that was taken away, I hit rock bottom and felt like, you know, I, my life was going nowhere because I didn't have an income at the time. Uh, so I knew I was going to have to go back to Panama City at the time. I did not want to be in Panama City. Um, it still needs to be prettier, but <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but I, I just did not want to come back here at that time. So that left me brokenhearted. Uh, and I, I finally, I, I'm a witness of that, that thing where you, where you hit rock bottom and you feel like there's nowhere else to go. You cry out to God because, I mean, you know, throw up the Hail Mary. Maybe it'll work. Um, and, so, and so I did that. And, and he started by, not that he wasn't, he was there the whole time, but I started feeling him a little bit more. Um, I still was certainly not alive at that time uh, in the way I am now, but I, you know, things just started working out a, a little bit. Um, when I came back home, um, I had been lined up to do a program out at Disneyland, actually, starting, it would have started uh, January 2018, uh, and I was still planning to do that. I was still trying to find a way to get out there, um, so I thought I was going to be home for, you know, three weeks at most, um, and then I don't remember what service it was, but sometime in either late December or early January, uh, that would have been 2017, transitioning into 2018, um, after one of the messages, and I don't even remember what he was talking about. I believe it was still when apostle was, uh, preaching. Um, I just felt, I felt the Holy Spirit kind of, uh, tell me, which I accepted begrudgingly that I wasn't going to California. Um, and that, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the best thing. When I told my parents that, oh, they were so happy. Um, I was not sharing that feeling at the time. Um, but but I just felt like that I needed to do that. And even more so, he, he kind of set up roadblocks so that even if I wanted to go there, I wasn't going there. Uh, so, and that's, that's the love of God, too. Sometimes you want something that is not good for you. So he set up, there were just things that happened that, that there was no way for me to get out there. So... 
Uh, and at the time, I didn't see that as a blessing, but I can look back and say, thank you, Yahweh, for that. Now, I don't know what I'd be doing or where I'd be had I chosen to gone out there or to go out there. Or, well, I did choose to go out there had I had the opportunity to go out there. Um, so from then, uh, another way that Holy Spirit really worked in my life is... Um, the job that I currently work in, I work for St. Joe. It's now St. Joe Hospitality. It's, I'm sure you know the timber side of St. Joe. Uh, they actually have a hospitality side as well. They do. Um, they have a private club and uh, hotels. It's all out in the 30A area. Um, and so I was looking for a job when I came back. I wanted something in hospitality, something close to as Disney-esque as I could find. Uh, was not finding much at all, so I was actually painting with my dad at the time, and I don't like painting. And I'm not good at painting. He was happy to get rid of me. So, <laughs> so Holy Spirit really helped me out. Um, I, I think uh, maybe they had talked to my parents, and my parents mentioned it to me, um, First, your husband, Mr. Tim, um, Brian, uh, had some connections uh, in the St. Joe Company just from working in hospitality. Uh, And then Chef Greg in the back also had some connections there. Um, And so they had both kind of suggested that uh, to my parents. So I decided to take a look. Uh, I'm going somewhere with this, by the way. I'm not just telling you about where I work. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Yes, yes, I'm painting the picture. Um, So uh, when I went to look at the jobs, the only one I I could find uh, was a reservationist, which it's taking calls and making reservations all day. Basically, you work in a call center, and that's not what I wanted to do. But I was like, okay. So I applied for that. And although I had applied for probably 40 other positions, not barely gotten any feedback, maybe got some, a few rejection letters, which I couldn't even get, like, server at Red Lobster. I mean, come on. But... (laughs) But um, I, I did get an interview uh, for that. And after the first interview, I, the managers loved me. So I started there. Uh, and fast forward a little bit because there's not really a story that much with that. But it was Holy Spirit setting up something for me because, you know, this job after this job after this job didn't work. Things that I probably would have qualified for. Um, and then the one job that I didn't really want worked out, but it led me to my beautiful bride. Um, yes, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Um, and I met her, it was about probably a year after or so, I think. Is that, yeah, February 2019. Uh, and I started in February of 2018. So really a year afterwards, I had transferred a couple of times in the company and I was working as a front desk agent at the Watercolor Inn, which is near Seaside at the time. Um, and she was the housekeeping manager there. Um, and I didn't really ever talk to her that much. Before front desk, I was a bellman there. And so I would be standing outside, and she would pass by every day. But I, you know, at most, we would say, hello, have a good night. That was it. I always thought she was hot, but I didn't really want to say anything. So <laughs> um, we have since uh, confessed to each other that whenever she would come outside to where she knew I would be, she would put on a little bit more makeup and everything. Uh, and whenever I would go into the back office where I knew she was, I'd run into the bell closet real quick, do a few push-ups, then go inside. So, uh, 
I don't know if we caught each other's eyes doing that, but we felt like we were, so. Uh, anyways, um, so, so that's how we met, um, and then from then on, and I'll jump a little bit more to this in a second. Uh, I mean, things have gone from there, but without that start in St. Joe, because it's, I mean, I was living, my parents still over, live over near Callaway, and I was living with them at the time. That's like, to watercolor in from there, it's like, especially in the summer with Pier Park traffic, that's a three-hour round trip. Um, so <laughs> that is not something I normally would have done uh, had it not been... For just Holy Spirit just setting things up for me and just leading me to where I needed to go without me even knowing I was going there. I, but I was enjoying the ride. You know, that's the cool thing about where he takes you to. It's fun. You know, it can be hard sometimes, but his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light because it's fun. <laughs> um, and another fun fact about how uh, Carly and I met... Um, in another way where I can testify to how the presence has helped us. Um, when I was, I was leaving Orlando in December of 2017, and I'm not sure I'm going to get the timelines completely correct here, but she was actually, she was working in Aspen, Colorado at the time. Um, that was, I want to say summer of 2017. Is that correct? Yes. Um, and so she was looking for places to come to work after that because it was just an internship. She was looking at either Panama City Beach where she had had some connections just from traveling down here and doing an internship one time here. Or she was looking at Orlando. I mean, that's the place to go for hospitality. It's that or Vegas, so take your pick. Um, and so she was looking at many places there, and that's where she wanted to go. Uh, and, of course, I was in Orlando at the time. So she started applying... I don't know how many she applied to, but she applied to a lot of positions. And her resume is better than mine, so she was definitely qualified for these. She had been manager, all kinds of stuff. She'd worked at the Masters. She'd done all kinds of stuff. Um, so this lady has experience, and she should have gotten some interviews, but she didn't, even, she didn't even get a rejection letter from these companies. Didn't get anything at all from any of the companies she applied for. <laughs> Uh, in Orlando, and wouldn't you know it, right around the time she was applying, I was heading right back up. So had she gotten the jobs, we would have missed and maybe high-fived along the way. But, but so again, roadblocks were set up, and of course, basically the first job, in fact, it may have been the first job she applied for in uh, Panama City Beach, she got. <laughs> so, so again, he, I mean, he's just weaving the paths together, left and right. It's just, it's really, really, really cool. Um, and that's another thing I notice about Holy Spirit all the time. I mean, not only does he affect me emotionally and all kinds of stuff, but he's so clever. I mean, it's so neat. <laughs> I mean, just the way he weaves things together, I'm like, man, I, who would have thought of this? So it, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, but now I'm going to check my notes real quick because I might be getting off track. Okay, so we're going to skip a little bit ahead, uh, and I'm going to jump into there we go. What has really been the biggest transformation, which is the past nine months for me, um, and I'll—I guess I should start a little bit further back with uh, when Carly and I met. I'm not going to tell you the story because I feel like right now I'm just swapping Thanksgiving stories pretty much, but uh, which that's fun too, but. Um, 
but since I met her, I, I noticed myself starting to, starting to minister in a way that I had never felt that. Uh, there was just something about the joining of our two spirits together that really started bringing out a prophetic side in me that I didn't know was there. Um, and this was, again, before I really was feeling the presence that much. It was last year. Um, but she was going through some tough stuff at work, especially over the summer of last year. And I found myself speaking things that I wasn't speaking to myself at the time, um, just speaking words of encouragement and randomly remembering biblical scriptures that I definitely had not been reading recently. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, in case you're wondering, that was not my intellect. Um, so I, it just things started coming alive, and she really moved me into a closer place uh, with Holy Spirit than I had ever been before. Um, and I started uh, becoming a little more, a little more pliable, um, a little more sensitive, uh, to him. And then I'll just skip ahead to when, uh, Holy Spirit becoming more pliable to Holy Spirit, at least in my mind, I don't know if this is technically theologically correct, but in my mind, Holy Spirit was kind of preparing me to meet the person of Yeshua. Um, cause I, I, had I been hit by the light right then, I probably would have been too much. I probably would have ran. So he was softening my heart, starting to expose me to things that I had never felt before, didn't know could have been felt. Um, and then this past February, um, it was when Damon came down, um, the 15th and 16th, um, uh, when I found out that Damon was coming, I, I don't know how I felt some sort of spiritual connection to him because the only time I think I had ever heard him talk was I remember when he came down and um, inducted, christened Mark into the position. I don't know exactly how to put that, but uh, he spoke over Mark um, when Mark was taking uh, officially taking leadership here, him and uh, Apostle Aaron as well. Uh, and I remember, I just, <laughs> I thought his look was cool. The tattoos everywhere, the long hair. I was like, well, I've never seen that in the church. That's kind of neat. Um, and so maybe that was the only connection I felt. But when I heard he was coming here, I just felt like I needed to be here. Didn't really know why. Um, but so I started listening to him a little bit about a week before um, the meetings came here. And man, some of the stuff he was saying. Now, we're saying it here too. It's just I had not really noticed it here up until then. Um, and I really think the uh, the vibe in this house has changed since he prophesied over us since then too. Uh, the quarantine was probably actually pretty necessary. Uh, not, uh, not praising God for the quarantine, but because he works all things together for good, he used it to kind of submerge us into who he is, which this pat this year has been to me all about the presence. Um, anyway, so I started listening to, uh, to Damon and some of the things he was saying, I was like, where has this been all my life? Like, this is, this is powerful stuff that I've never heard. Like, this is opening my mind to things. I, you know, I, I never really was religious. So it's not like I was fighting the things when he was saying, I just didn't know any of the things he was saying were even, like, I didn't know some of the ideas existed. I'd never really paid attention or probably even opened my Bible before then. So, you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff, or in fact, all the stuff he's saying, it's in the book. I mean, it's not like you can fight it all you want, but it, it's written there. So it's not like he's making this stuff up. Um, 
And it's the same thing with Mark, what he says. I mean, some of the things he says, too, it just blows my mind. But then you read the scripture, and it's like, that makes perfect sense. Um, but that's how revelation works, too. They're keys. I mean, you don't get the key until you're ready for it. And once the key unlocks, it's like, well, duh. But, um, but anyway, so when I, uh, when I came to the meetings, um, I found myself, I remember the, the first night uh, when... I don't remember his last name, but Bryn, um, Apostle Damon's spiritual son, got up and started singing No Longer Slaves, and man, his voice was cool. Um, (laughs) uh, Praise God for cool voices. Um, But... Uh, but something started to come alive in me then, and I remember I was jumping up and down in a way I'd never done that before. I do it now all the time, but I've never done that before. And it was weird to me that that was coming alive, but at the same time, I was like, well, this feels good. I'm going to stay with it. Um, so, and Holy Spirit really helped me in terms of almost almost putting blinders onto the fact, because previously I would not have done that just because I would have been embarrassed. I would have been like, I'm like the only person jumping around. This is weird. What are other people thinking? Um, And I still consistently will have to face pushing that spirit away because it's always there. You can always accept that I'm doing something weird. um, And and sometimes I probably give in to that spirit. I am am becoming uh, different, or I am being conformed into the image, but I'm not all the way there yet. So, um, but uh, but anyways, he kind of put blinders on me in terms of, at the moment, I just didn't think about the fact that I was doing something that a lot of other people weren't doing. Um, And there were other people doing it. But they were people at the time like Ben or Mark or Damon that at the time I probably would have looked at as, well, they know Yeshua more than I do. So that's why. Um, And another thing that I could say is I don't think that way anymore. Yeah, that's that's one of the coolest things. I don't look at anyone out here uh, and used to I would have almost put y'all on a pedestal like Unfortunately, a lot of people uh, put, you know, like Moses or like the Apostle John or stuff like that and say, well, they knew him a lot more than me. So I can get away with feeling this way because, and I don't feel that way anymore. (laughs) And that's not saying that I feel like I know him more than anyone else. I just, you know, he's no respecter of persons. So he loves me just the same he loves anyone else. According to John 17, the Father loves me the same way he loves Yeshua. So... I don't think I fully believe that yet, but we're on the way. So, um, so, so I, I felt the presence start coming alive on the fifteenth, and then on the sixteenth was when I, I've, I think I've told Ben and probably a few other people in in the spirit. It felt like felt like somebody had been chopping a tree for a long time. And then on the 16th was just, there was just a little bit more and Yeshua just came up with the ax and filled the tree. Um, and I just, towards the end of his service, I, I didn't know where it came from. Uh, I know where it came from now, but I, at the time I didn't know where it came from, but I just felt such a bubbling up as if it were a well, hey, living waters, um, in my, in, out of my innermost being. I felt like it was my heart, but you know, it comes out of the bowels. That's what... Uh, that's what this, the word means in the scriptures. It's out of your innermost being, the very deepest parts of you. Um, 
and I just felt a, a water just rising to the point where I just started weeping. I couldn't hold it back. Um, and, and I'm getting to the point where I don't try to hold it back that much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at that time, I, again, it was like there were blinders on me to the fact that, or, or to help me get away from the fact that I, I think I was probably one of the only people weeping there. And it was not like, just to create even more of a picture of how this is not something I would have naturally done. I was loudly weeping. Like this was, this was boo-hooing in the middle of church. Um, and everyone around me could hear it. And I was right next to my, at the time, uh, fiance, who I, I don't think, it was one of the first meetings she had ever been to. So I was like, oh dear God, what is happening here? Uh, <laughs> But uh, but he just, he held me in his love so much that I didn't care at the time. I Again, I, it was one of those things where this feels weird, never felt this before, but it's so good that I'm not running away. Um, yeah, and, and since then, um, it's just, it's been a journey uh, in the last nine months, which also, uh, the cool thing is, Today is exactly nine months from February 15th when uh, the journey started. So, so that, that's, that's kind of neat. Um, yeah, exactly. That's how, I, that's how I've kind of thought of it. It's almost like a, like a gestation period of a word coming alive in me. Um, and yeah. um, so right after that, I... What did I write down here? Um, some of the things that have just transformed in me is first uh, that that song that we sang. I don't know if it was last week or, but the words "finding his love in the open fields" or "I found your love in the open fields." That's what it is. Um, to me, that was actually literal. Uh, it wasn't just metaphorical. I was not a shepherd like David was, but uh, but I worked out at and I actually still work there right now. I'm on a management internship type program with St. Joe uh, on the club side, so I kind of go from place to place. And at the time, I was out at Shark's Tooth Golf Course, uh, which is kind of in between Panama City Beach and 30A. Uh, And I spent a lot of time out on the driving range there because I would be just the kind of guy attending to the range and, you know, picking up golf balls, talking to the members, that kind of stuff. But it gave me a lot of opportunity because a lot of times I would be in a place where there was nobody around. So I could just uh, put in an earbud and listen. And I got to just submerge myself uh, into a world that I didn't know existed. Um, I listened to a ton of Damon, a ton of um, The Rock, um, and I actually went back and listened to old messages from Ben and Mark that at the time, you know, I didn't know exactly what they were saying at the time. It wasn't real to me then, but now I was like, well, good Lord, I want to find out what they were saying Um, because I just had an understanding now that I, you know, I I didn't have. uh, And and when I say understanding as well, because, uh, you know, there's the, the there's a scripture or something, maybe it's not a scripture, where, you know, we lean not on our understanding. But at the same time, your faith and the wisdom from the Holy Spirit brings understanding. So as long as the understanding is coming out of your relationship with Yeshua, understanding is awesome. I mean, otherwise, you don't, you don't understand. So... Um, so uh, so I was quite literally in open fields at the time. It was a wide open driving range, and I found myself, uh, a lot of times there's this machine called the picker that you drive around and pick up the golf balls, and I'd be on that listening to Damon, 
and I have probably watered the grass to the point it grows really, really well right now um, because I, I just shed so many tears uh, in that time of just not sadness at all, just a mixture of joy and also of uh, just, man, why didn't I know this before? Um, and I, I don't begrudge the fact that I didn't know it before because I, I trust the Holy Spirit will catch me up. But, but man, it was just, you know, I, a joy and a peace that I, I didn't know existed. And, and now my heart, even I've, I've gotten to the point now where my heart will hurt for people I interact with at work who I can tell don't have that peace. And, and I can't force that peace onto them. And that's why a lot of times it, it hurts me because I, I want to share with them. But I, I know because it wouldn't have worked with me before I met Yeshua. So I, of course, it's not going to work with them. It didn't work on me either. And so, I, so I've gotten to the point where I just pray in the spirit for them. Um, because I know, you know, we don't wage war against flesh and blood. It's not a fight against people anywhere. People are not your enemy anywhere. And I, and I didn't want to get political, and I'm not going to uh, get very political. But Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Donald Trump, um, what's the Mike Pence? Uh, no matter what side you're on, they're not your enemy. They may support ideas that you hate, and if you submit, I would say, don't just attack the idea because the idea might be right and maybe you're wrong. Um, but as long as you submit it to Holy Spirit, just pray in tongues over it because he will wage war against whatever, you know, both sides are right on some things. They're probably both not going about it the correct way, but, um, but they're both right on some sides. And so just I've started to pray in the Spirit and lift up all of them, as, and I really wasn't doing it before Mark talked about it, so I, I thank him for, for mentioning that, because you know, before I, I used to be, especially in college, I was actually fairly political, um, and, and I understand how people can get into that. It's so easy to fall into it, um, and, but you know, Yeshua said, beware of the political or the leaven of Herod. I mean, you... you it's just, it's too easy to, and then you quickly will make the enemy the people because I mean, it's the people are espousing the ideas. And so it's so easy to make them the enemy and they're not the enemy. They're a child of God, the same as we are. So, you know, I, so I just pray in tongues for their redemption, for the light to come to them for no matter who's elected in office or who's in the center or anything like that for them to, to represent love Yahweh to represent love to all mankind in, in all forms and fashion. And, you know, I, I don't know if I'll be alive. I hope I am. I don't know if I'll be alive when, when things are completely turned around, but we're going to get there. We're eventually, you know, Yahweh's will will be done. Habakkuk 2.14 is not just in there to be words on a page. The knowledge of the glory of God will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. It may take a while. It already has, but it will happen. And time is a circle anyway. So to us, it seems like a while, but, you know, the beginning's the end. The end's the beginning, which I don't know. I have no idea what that means, but the words say it, so. <laughs> but anyways, okay, I'm going to jump off the political train because I, I specifically asked Holy Spirit to keep me away from that, but, eh, well. Um, uh, I forget what I was talking about before. Um I think I was talking about the open fields. So, um, 
But anyways, it just, it started coming alive to me. For the first probably two to three months, uh, it was not even, I, I didn't feel a word bubbling up, didn't feel as many dreams coming alive at the moment. It was more just, you know, it, it's the first love thing. The first time, like the first time I met Carly, all I wanted to do was spend more time with her. And so the first time I met him, I, all I wanted to do was spend all my time with him. I, you know, I, I would look to anything to try to feel his presence. And, I, and the, the beautiful thing is I actually could find his presence in anything at, at that time. You know, I, I could open up the Bible and, and read it. But it really at that time, he actually kind of kept me in check in terms of going, because I could tell he didn't want me to end up religious and believe that the Bible is the only way to his presence. So he actually didn't, I'm starting to get an interest in it. But for a while, I actually haven't had that much interest to open up the book so much. And I still feel him every single day. I've found him, you know, the Bible actually says you can find him in nature. So I, you know, that's where I found him so much, just walking around the golf course, walking on the beach, spending time with my wife and just finding myself weeping because I felt the well bubbling up so much. Yeah. And I could probably break down right now. (laughs) I mean, I I remember in high school, we used to do this. uh, I did drama class in high school. We used to have this uh, exercise where we would, you know, see how fast you could, uh, who could be the first one to start crying and, you know, get themselves an emotional place, see how good of an actor you were. And I was not good at that game. Um, But but now I could beat all of them. So... But no, I mean, all I have to do is just think about, think about that first time I met him. (laughs) And just how he's held me every moment along the way since then. (laughs) And that's the only place I have to go. And it's every time. I'm going to break out the tissues here. I brought them up here because I knew this was going to happen. One moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've gotten to the point where I have to bring tissues when I sit down because uh, at first it was annoying. Now I'm just like, eh, it, it feels good, so it's just going to happen. But <laughs> every time I'm in tears at some point. Um, <laughs> but uh but yeah so for the first 2 to 3 months I was just just bathing in his love just trying to get as much of it as I possibly could just trying to fill myself with with the presence that I didn't know it was there and and now it's so real to me that I'm like how could I have not known it was there but it's because it's a frequency you know you got to turn the channel so um but after those two to three months, I don't remember the exact timeline, where I really spent a lot of time just listening to messages and just, you know, um, just trying to learn as much as I could, to know as much about him, or, well, I should change that because I, I knew about him before, but to know him, to truly intimately know him as much as I possibly could. Uh, and to, and this was the harder part, but I, I'm still doing it, to let him know me, 
to open up deepest the things that I had kept in a cage and hidden from anyone because I was ashamed of them. And just letting him come in and just love me from the deepest parts to look at everything I am. And trust that he can handle whatever I show him. He's not going to run away from anything I open up to him. And he actually only wants me to open up to him. He wants to be the one to save me from whatever I've been stuck in. And that I especially needed. That that was the biggest thing for me at that time. Because I'm not going to get into everything, but... I, I, before that, I had struggled with lust for a long time, which is easy to do. Um, but it was, you know, it was something, I, it was the, I think it's, maybe it's Romans 7, where Paul says, the thing I don't want to do, I do, and the thing I do want to do, I don't do, and oh, wretched man that I am, who, uh, whatever it says, something like that, who is it that will save me? But thank you, Yahweh for Yeshua. So... <laughs> You know, I, I did not know a way out. I looked everywhere. I had done everything I could do to get out of it. I have a broken laptop somewhere sitting in a trash can that would uh, attest to that. I desperately tried everything I could do to get away from from that. and it, it, Nothing worked. And then I met him. And there has not been a day since that I've even had an interest in it. And it's not that I'm trying to get it. I just found that that, you know, when that devil came knocking, I got to say, I'm sorry, you have the wrong room. So, didn't really, when I was thinking of speaking today, I don't think I wrote down in the notes, cry the whole time, but <laughs> oh well, that works too. Um, <laughs> as long, I did specifically say, I, I've said all this week, but in the shower this morning, I, I had a conversation with Abba and I said, I want the whatever, whenever, however. So I told him if, if it's not, you know, if, if the presence comes in worship and I, I told Ben this this morning, he can, I was a man of my word. I, Abba told me to say this and I said it. If the presence came in praise and worship, I was going to be fine not speaking at all today. I had something to say, but you know, I, everything I say is unto the presence showing up. So if the presence shows up, then I've already done my job. So, so I, you know. So if the present shows up through my weeping, then hey, I'll take it. But um, but other things I've I've noticed uh, is just things have started coming alive. Not only did because beautiful thing about uh, Yeshua and and a song that has been near and dear to my heart, and I still love it. It's just a cool song, but it represents something to me. Is the Graves into Gardens song. Um, not only does he get rid of the grave, I mean, he does get rid of the grave, but he covers it with a garden. He takes the things that you were dead in and turns it into life. 
you know, he didn't just take me, he didn't free me from the cage just to be alone outside of a cage. Okay, cool. He brought me into the family. You know, it's the cool thing. You're not saved from, you're saved for. So, so, so I look back now and, I, you know, even the many mistakes I used to make, I, even though, you know, obviously there's a side of me that wishes I could have lived this way the whole part of my life, but I, I, he's painted such a pretty picture with them that I, I don't even regret the way I used to live because I'm like, I mean, it couldn't have been this glorious had I not done that. I mean, he turned every, every evil thing that the devil was working in my life and he's still turning them. And, you know, everything he turned into just a beautiful, beautiful thing. He turned the grave into a garden. <laughs> and I, I can literally, sometimes I get a mental picture where I can literally see myself, my inner being as a garden and see myself walking in the garden with him. And I hope that doesn't weird anyone out. But, hey, I mean, the, the, the gospel is quote unquote weird. So I might as well dive in. Um, so I can just, you know, I can feel a lot of times when I engage with him that I can literally feel like a father's arms are wrapping around me. I can feel the warmth of his embrace. I can feel him, you know, if because, I, I, you know, I still go through hard times. I mean, this year has been in the natural very difficult for and, and not even I mean, I'm probably had the, some of the least difficulty of anyone. I, the golf course stayed open the whole time. So I never got, well, actually I got laid off for like two days, but thank you, Holy Spirit. They found out they needed me. So I got called back after like two days. Um, so I, I really have not had it that hard in the natural, but you know, I mean, it was still hard. I, you know, everything, it's just a, a, I don't want to say it. Well, I will say it's a weird time that we're going through, but I don't want you to get the idea also that I'm sitting here and just hating 2020. I might shock you, but this has been the best year by far, bar none of my life. I mean, it's just not even close. Um, and, and I mean, that is no offense to people who I understand it has not been the best year of their lives because in the natural, it has not been the best year of my life. But in the spiritual, so much has gone on and come alive and, and died within me that, you know, I've been trying to kill my whole life and, and things came alive that it's not like I've been trying to bring them to life. I didn't know they were there, but they just came alive through his presence that I can't look back on this year. And I, I, you know, there are funny memes out there about the 2020 stuff, but, and I may laugh at some of them, but I, in my heart, I don't agree with any. I, I mean, if the presence is this strong in 2020, not that it's obviously going to be here in 2021 too, but if, if it were only going to be this way in 2020, I'd stay in 2020 my whole life. So I don't know how I got on that. But, <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, things have started to come alive within me. J- dreams and and and... And, and knowledge, remembrance of, of like scriptures and things that people have said before and remembering ideas that Damon's taught that before would have gone in one ear and out the other. And now I find myself like even during this message, I brought up scriptures that I, it's not like I've read them in the past probably, I don't know, six months, but I remember them somehow, um, which I know the how, it's Holy Spirit, but still, it, it's cool to me in the natural. Um, so... 
So things have just started to come alive. I find myself dreaming, dreaming about, you know, about Panama City, about the area, just about, I don't know how long it's going to take. I obviously wish it could happen a little faster, but, you know, just dreaming of a day where this, this area is so flooded with the love of God that the creative part of people that will come alive when you get flooded by the presence. I mean, he's the creator. He's the most creative being that has ever existed. He's more creative than you've dreamed of being. So the creative side of people will start to come alive. I mean, you know, I, I look forward to when science and the kingdom can be married together because they've been at enmity with each other for so long, and a lot of the kingdom is science. I mean, you know, there are scientific reasons that he set into place on why things happen. Uh, so I look forward to a day where those can be married together. And, and as I mentioned before, the artistic, seeing... And, and not just in a, I don't even see it in a way of like everybody sings Christian songs. I mean, there are some cool Christian songs, but um, like now I can listen to country music. And because I carry Yeshua with me, I, it's holy. I mean, it's holy because I'm holy and I'm listening to it. If I go see, you know, if I go watch an Alabama football game, which roll tide, by the way, uh, it's very sad. We didn't get to play last night, uh, but oh, well. LSU got out of it. They, they had it coming, and they, but we won't talk about that. Um, but, but anyways, like if I go see a football game, that's something that I used to would not have thought as holy. I mean, you never get taught in a church that going to watch, you know, Alabama play is holy. What? But because I carry Yeshua with me, if I'm doing it unto the Father, it's holy. <laughs> you know. So, so now I, I not just... Not just uh, an art, an artistic birthing in terms of everyone singing Christian songs or everyone, you know, painting pictures of Jesus on the cross. We have a lot of those, um, but just everything being done unto the Father. And if you do it unto the Father, He will bless it with a beauty that it doesn't have. To, you don't have to be painting, you know, the Last Supper again, but. <laughs> You can just paint whatever you want, and if it's a blessing, if you're delighting yourself in the Father, he'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you the beauty to work with. I, I mean, I, I found myself being able to, I've, I've always been, not to toot my own horn, but I've always been gifted with a, a beautiful voice um, singing, and that sounds arrogant, but hey, I'm just aware of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and actually, the definition of humility is just agreeing with how Yahweh designed you. So, so he designed me with a beautiful voice, so I'm just lining up with that. But anyways, um, so as I've come alive, I, I, it's not like I'm writing songs yet. Maybe eventually that'll happen. I don't, per, I don't currently have a desire to do that, but I've got a long time on the earth, so it might happen. Um, but just, you know just beautiful songs that I'll just, not even really songs. I, I don't know if you've heard me in praise and worship. I'll just sing melodies to myself. They're not even words, but I just feel melodies flow out that, that minister to me. I hope they minister to other people. I don't know if they do, but they minister to me at least. Um, and I felt that start to come alive. And and for instance, writing too. Like I, I start to write notes now and I can... Um, I've always been gifted a little bit with how I could write words. Carly can attest to the uh, the love texts I've sent her before. Um, 
so I've always been a little eloquent uh, with my words. Um, not nearly as much as I got to give a shout out to my sister. My sister is like beyond eloquent in words. I mean, she could lap just about everybody in the room. But, um, and that is a gift that is, you know, as you get closer to Yeshua, Steph, that's going to come alive in a way that, that you've never known. So, um, and I'm living witness of things coming alive in me that I didn't know could. So, um, but anyway, so, so I've always had a little bit of a way with words, but I, I've found now that, you know, I can just sit down and write um, about things. I, I don't do it a ton because I just, you know, my wrist hurts when I write a lot. But, uh, but like, for instance, when I was writing about today, I kind of condensed my notes, but I mainly did my writing on my notes app and my phone um, and just... Um, just starting, you know, opening up the well and just, it flows out of there. And then I I remember a time, um, I'm not going to get into the full story, but, um, the, the people who live in the apartment across from Carla and I, there was an issue, um, where apparently, um, I, I guess there had been a child abuse case or something like that. We, uh, Carly texted me one day while I was at work that the cops had shown up and she had overheard some stuff. Um, and so I was just texting her back real quick. I was at work, so I didn't have a ton of time. And I was just texting back, you know, the the normal, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope they're okay. And then all of a sudden, just the fingers started moving more. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm saying more. Um, and I don't remember exactly what I said. And I'm not going to pull up the text. That's like five months ago. But... Um, but basically I, I said something along the lines of, you know, it's, it's not surprising to me that just, you know, a month or two after people who are intimate with Yeshua showed up right next to their apartment, that, you know, demons that had been able to hide there for a while when that light started shining. Cause you know, we, I mean, I, I, I shine a light anyways, anywhere I go, but I also pray in the spirit and in, in our apartment, I, you know, I, I watch messages by Damon. I worship in the apartment. Everything I do is unto the Father in that apartment. So that thing is just swirling with the Spirit. And so it's not a surprise to me that, uh, and this is what I said in the text, um, that not shortly after that, darkness that had been trying to find a hiding place in that apartment got exposed, and things started working to free those children that had been captive to that. So... Um, I, that that was I was talking about how I did just kind of open up the well and it, um, and uh, and he fills it and then Ben sent me this cool uh, scripture last night uh, he as the wonderful spiritual brother that he is was encouraging me uh, and building me up last night um, and he sent me Psalms eighty one ten um, which I I've, I've read a lot of the Psalms but I. I I don't know if I've ever read Psalms 81, and if I had, I just didn't really, you know, I didn't jump off the page. But uh, the second part of, there's two parts, there's a semicolon in the middle of Psalms 81.10, um, but the second part of it uh, says, uh, I believe it says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. And it's the words of Yahweh to uh, David. <laughs> and And that just really comforted me because I had, the entire week I've been talking to Yeshua and saying basically, hey, if you, I, I'm going to open up the well, but it's going to be your words. Like if you don't talk, I don't have anything to talk about. So, so, I, and and that was just, and 
that was just kind of a confirming thing for me last night that all I have to do is open up the well and what's been bubbling up in it the entire over this past nine months, it's going to come out. I mean, it's and especially with y'all pulling on the well right now, because y'all are all drawing it out of me anyways. The spirit pulls it out of me. I can feel it burning in me right now. So it's just, it would be hard for me. It would be a struggle for me to sit up here and act like I don't have anything to talk about. So, so yeah, so that's, you know, that, that really, that really helped me out there. Um, let me see if I have anything else here. I don't know what kind of time we're looking at. Wow. I've talked for an hour. Wow. I was literally, I, this is going to sound a little pathetic, but this week I was trying to calculate, I was thinking, okay, worship usually goes to like 1053. Um, and then announcements are going to go till maybe 1058 and lunch. We need to be out by 12. So that's at most an hour and two minutes that I need to talk. And I was like, and really I can probably get away with like 1125. So I was like, maybe at worst, just 27 minutes. Check that. Oh dear God, we're ready. Okay, let's go. Um, and then, and then worship ended today at like 1026. And I was like, oh my God. And, I really wanted to walk up to Zach and be like, hey man, uh, take those announcements a little bit further. I mean, come on. I was banking on 1058. What is this? So, So, glory to God that I've been able to talk this long. (laughs) Okay, um, let's see. I think I might be done, though. I I, I think, like, I, I, you know, I I, I do have one more thing that I I wanted to read. I don't know if I'm going to jump off of this. Dear God, I might start the service over. Um... But well, we'll see. I've got it in big words in my notes, and I know Holy Spirit, he's been speaking it to me past week, especially, I mean, even over the past um, month to two months, probably, uh, just, about, just about rest and trust in him and finding rest as I trust in him, uh, which I can testify, and I'm sure all y'all can, it's kind of hard to learn to trust in him. He's not hard to trust in, but it's hard to pull yourself away from trusting in your own self. Um, and, and the, uh, you know, the, the quarantine and all that stuff has, and, you know, people losing jobs, and I, I don't know how everyone's done. I, I hope most of y'all have kept your jobs uh, and everything, and but uh, I think for a lot of people, it's given them an opportunity. Um, I hope they've taken advantage of it to learn to trust in the only one who can be trusted. <laughs> the only one who's trustworthy is Yeshua. Um, and, and if you learn to trust in him, I mean, he never lets you down. He'll find ways. I mean, it, sometimes it can be a little harrowing where you're kind of like, Okay, it's up to you, but he, he's always he's always come through. Um, a quick testimony of that I, I remember earlier this year when um, I don't remember the timeline on this, but when uh, Carly and I had signed for our apartment, um, 
it was uh, it, it was going to be at the time I was not making quite as much money, um, and I was stepping out in faith because I, I felt Holy Spirit leading uh, us towards it. It was time, um, but at the time we were signing for something that I did not currently have the paycheck to support. Um, but I, I felt like it was, I felt an urge on the inside of myself. It was not something that we had really talked about. Um, both of us had actually discussed, like, maybe we shouldn't do this. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I, I decided to just trust in the pull that I felt. Um, and wouldn't you know, like right before it was time to start having to pay those uh, rent checks, I got a raise. <laughs> and, and even more fascinating, or fascinating, I don't know if that's the word, but even more amazing is um, I got moved to a position that I had not applied for and did not know existed. I had talked with my HR team about wanting to grow in the company and move up, and I had applied for another position that was actually in HR, um, and I didn't get that position, but they saw my interest and they saw something in me so much that they actually went out and looked and created a new position um, so that they could sew into me. And so wouldn't you know it, right before I started making more money. So, uh, so I, yeah, and I've got a million other stories like that, but I don't have the time. Um, or at least I don't want to take the time. Um, but, you know, he's always come through. Uh, in, you know, when I, when I got laid off and at the time I, I thought, okay, like this, things are about to get a little drier in terms of the bank around here. Um, and then two days later, I, 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 speci- I remember after, after I got laid off, I specifically... I, I put on raise what's the name of the song raise a hallelujah I think that's the name of the song in my car while I was driving home from work after finding out I had been laid off um, and I decided that I was going to raise a hallelujah either way I didn't at the time have anything naturally to well that's not true obviously I have things to be thankful for but at the time I was not feeling anything to raise a hallelujah about but I just made a choice that I was going to trust in him either way um, and, and, and two days later or three days later, however many days, it was not many days. I got the call and, you know, I, I was going to be fine either way. I was going to trust in him, even if I didn't get the call, but makes it a little bit easier when you do get the call. So, um, <laughs> so, um, but yes, so I just wanted to read. I'm going to actually, I, I think I'm going to wrap up with this. I don't, unless I feel something specifically, I don't really want to jump off of this because I'm getting hungry myself. So, um, <laughs> um, but I've had Psalm 23 on my heart, which I'm sure you know it. You could probably <laughs> read it with me. You could probably recite it back to me right now. Um, but I've had Psalm 23 on my heart, especially this past week, just Learning to be led by the Good Shepherd. Um, and so I am, I'm going to read it. The Passion Translation is amazing too, but again, I just like the wording in the New King James a little bit more. So I'm just going to read it. Uh, and then I think I'm just going to wrap this up with a quick prayer and blessing y'all. And, uh, and then we'll go to lunch. Um, so 
Psalm 23. You can read along if you want. You know it either way. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. You don't get there by yourself. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. (laughs) Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He doesn't take you out of the presence of your enemies. He shows you that he can do more than that. He'll put you at peace right in the middle of the storm. He doesn't send the storm away. Your peace that he puts you in the storm actually is what sends the storm away. The storm cannot move or you have authority over the storm when it can't move you. If you're being moved by the storm, and I'm saying this, at times I struggle with this myself. But, you know, if if situations are moving you, you're not going to get to push back what's already pushing you back. But if you can stand there and look in the face of whatever you're going through and say that my, my trust is not in my situation. So this, you know, as Paul said, none of these things move me. If you can say that, then you start getting the authority to start talking back to it. And that's where we're headed. We're getting to the point where we really are not being moved by things. And that's a process. But the presence, hosting the presence gets you to the point where you so become steadfast in knowing that he's always there. He will always come through that you start talking back to the situations that we have to face. Again, I did not know I was going to start jumping off of this. Um, so you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. And that's how I feel like I've been... I, the, as I talked about the first like two to three months, he was filling me, submerging me, filling my cup with his oil, with his water, whatever, filling the well with water. And now it's so overflowing that I can't help it. it, it it's actually hard for me to hold back on what wants to come flowing out. It's so overrunning that I just want to share it with anyone who will listen. Uh, then the next one is... is even more amazing. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Follow me. He's running after you. And all you got to do is just slow down enough for him to catch you. That's the biggest problem that I've faced for a long time is that I was so busy trying to do whatever I was trying to do that I was, I was running away from his love. He was still chasing, but he couldn't catch up. And it, granted, I say, obviously he can catch up. But I was not letting him hold me. Let's put it that way. He could catch up if he wants, but love is not going to force itself upon someone. And so he wasn't going to do it until I stopped and finally I I welcomed him and I embraced it. And now I fully, I ask him all the time to chase me down, whatever, whenever, however. If I start weeping at work, I'm okay with it. I say that, dear God, I may have just welcomed something that... (laughs) I I will be okay with it. Um, Anyway, surely in goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You read that scripture every day. I'm not necessarily saying you have to read the scripture every day, but if you did, I mean, it's hard to get out of his rest 
when you just, when those words mean something to you. Obviously, I, I knew the Lord is my shepherd thing before, but the Lord wasn't my shepherd. So I could say it all I wanted, but it wasn't real. So, but now I can say he is. I let him lead me. And, you know, and, and we're learning to, not only am I learning to trust him, he's learning um, well, he's learning. He's showing me. He already learned this. He's showing me that he trusts me to handle him. And that's a big step for me today. Um, because this is the, you know, this is the first time that I've ever gotten up here and done this. And I, and I've spoken, uh, a few times before that started to come alive in me. Um, again, beforehand, like nine, 10 months ago, had you told me I was going to do this, I would probably either would have ran away or would have started like writing down things then just to make sure I have all my lines by the time I get up here. And this week I noticed that he specifically like at times I tried to, you know, what's the cool thing I could talk about from the Bible. And he just took away all the interest in wanting to read it because I could tell he just was not going to let me get up here and read you what I had come up with during the week. And it's not that, you know, I have notes I've stewarded what he has given to me over the week, but you know, all I, he just wanted me to open up the well. So, so so father, I I ask you um, to use in whatever way you want to, to use the testimony that I've shared, to use my story, to use the presence that flows from me, to minister to myself, to minister to all of these people. I ask for you to to be with them as you always are, but to, to manifest your presence to them, to make them feel you through this week, because, you know, it's really nothing without the feeling of it. And so I, I thank you, Father, for for showing me today, for showing your faithfulness to me today and through me showing it to everyone else that, you know, I, a boy who's grown up in this church his whole life but has never really felt anything up until this past nine months could get up here and feel like I could come back and preach next week. I'm not, not pushing myself onto that, but I've, I've you know, it, it's just... It's a beautiful thing to me that he, and I heard him speak to me this week, that he wanted to show his faithfulness to me too. Because I, you know, you know, you you learn to trust him, but sometimes he wants to show you that you can, that you can trust him. And this was a thing for me. So this is big to me that I, you know, I, I can now look back on this and say that I didn't do this out of my own works. He's so good that he showed up when I needed him to. So, Father, I just ask you to bless them this week and just be with us this week. And I thank you for your presence. In Yeshua's name, amen. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org. 